another Voids IRL podcast. Uh, we're going to be doing this until uh, enough people tell us to stop or March is over, whichever comes first. Um, now we got some really good feedback uh, this past week. At least two people told me they, they enjoyed it and we've got upwards of 20 listens. Did you know that? No. <laughs> of course not. pretty sure you probably made people feel like they had to die. <laughs> I did not coerce anyone into listening to this podcast there are people out there listening, they are doing it for their own free will. And uh, I just wonder about their choices. <laughs> Folks, we'll have some podcast recommendations for you <laughs> if you want to spend your time better. Um, I was listening to On Being earlier. Mm. That's a good one. Nice. Yeah, really good. I rarely listened to any podcast today. One of those days. Yeah. Yeah, if you hear wind in the background of this recording, by the way, it's very windy outside, and there's just no place that you can sit in our house and not hear it, so. And we don't really have the technology either. To edit the wind sound out? No. No. <laughs> we do have one good microphone, though. And I am close to it. <laughs> close enough. Um, all right, well, we're going to talk uh, about something this time. Uh, we have a couple of topics this week. We're going to get to a question a little later on, but <clears throat> we're going to start off with a conversation about parenting because we are parents of two children who are currently fast asleep. We'll see how long that lasts. This would be the night that they wake up, right in the middle of mommy and daddy's podcast. <laughs> Glad you think that's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and uh, ministry and how that all works together um, because we're also full-time religious people. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the way you should say it. Okay, edit that out. What? <laughs> Those looks that you're giving me... I'm just, giving you that look because they, I think you're so <laughs> funny. <laughs> the looks don't translate into... You have to vocalize because... People at home want to know what you're thinking. They can hear you. They can hear me. They want to hear you. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, we've uh, we were in ministry for a long time before we had kids, and uh, then we had Abigail and we moved here. And so well, we were in ministry for a year after Abigail was born. Oh, in the U.S., yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, but I'd say most of the time that we've been parents uh, of our two kids has been doing the job that we do now in Wicklow. Um, and I, I think that's, I think it's such a unique situation. I, maybe it's just because mm. everybody's situation is unique, but um, I sometimes am just amazed at the ability that we have right now hmm. to be able to drop our kids off to school, pick our kids up from school, and really, in between, if our kids needed us for anything, we're usually somewhat available. One of us. At least one of us. Um, so I don't know, I think as, as full-time jobs go, uh, ours is very conducive to... 
being available for our kids. Um, so maybe that just means it's easier for us. I don't know. Uh, I, don't I don't know. I think they they'll get really used to that, and during the times when mm. we're not as available, <laughs> they listen. We're always there for you, <laughs> but not today. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is hard to say to the kids like, um, you don't know how lucky you are to have us around because they don't. But also, they don't care. <laughs> they. I might actually. I. I wonder. I'd wonder if other people. This is where we need other people in on this conversation. I wonder if other people have the experience that we have of our kids of being desperate to have someone else uh, looking after them. Uh, they, um, they, I feel like sometimes they want to get away from us whenever they get the chance. I think that's only probably in the last couple of years, though. Yeah, it's mostly I mean, Abigail. I think they both, you know, it took a long time for them to get to the point where they were comfortable around other people, though. Yes. I mean, I, I think that being able to minister alongside of our kids is a gift. Hmm. For sure, and not just for us. I mean, I think it's a gift for our kids that we're able to be present with them, that they're able to to work alongside of us. Um, but it's also hard. Like there are mm. sometimes that it is really hard, and yeah. sometimes it. Um, you know, sometimes you wish that you could. I think just be the parent and not have to be. Yeah. Um, both things in that moment. I mean, I think, too, like when, because of the nature of the work that we do, ministry often happens alongside of parenting or even like preparation for ministry and things is happening alongside of parenting yeah. and our kids being present. And I definitely think that sometimes you feel like you wish you could just be alone <laughs> and not have to do both at the same time. Yeah. But when Abigail was really little, I read a book by um, Bonnie Miller McLemore. Now I'm trying to think of what it's called. It's called In the Midst of Chaos. No, oh. And I found it really hopeful, I think, as we think about, like, what does it mean to do both together, you know, to be both parent and minister and, and often maybe feel like sometimes both of those things don't get the time that you wish that they did yeah. or that um, you're always thinking about two things at the same time. Sometimes, anyway, but she talked about how what a blessing it is for one to inform the other, mm. like either in either direction, and um, that it's okay, I think, for both of those things to be good enough. I mean, I think we like to be a people. I mean, I think people like to strive for perfection and whether whatever they think it means to be the perfect parent or whatever they think it means to be the perfect at their 
be to be perfect at their job or to achieve all of the things they think they should achieve in a day or hmm. a week or a year or however you measure yeah. those kinds of things and I think sometimes we just have to say to ourselves though that like right now in this season maybe it doesn't look like the way that uh, mm. other people tell me it should look yeah. but that it is still good because of the gift I think it is for both of those things to inform each other. I mean, I think having children has informed the way that we minister. Absolutely. Yeah, and absolutely. <laughs> that who our children are and mm. how they live and all of those kinds of things has informed how we minister and um yeah i mean i thought we wouldn't be doing what we do right now Mm-mm. if we didn't if we weren't also parents no i don't think it, so it wouldn't really make sense i don't think yeah well i mean that was a whole part of the reason that we came here in the first place was because steven and annette wanted some help doing something like a play group and they thought it'd be useful to have uh family with young kids here and so we came along and for a little while Abigail was basically like a, a third of the play group or something like that uh, not for long but um, and then you know there was a period of time where Simon and Abigail were both there um, and now we run a play group and don't have any children at it <laughs> it feels odd it does sometimes feel odd um, but um I think having gone through those kind of toddler years uh, recently does help us to be a little bit more sensitive to the needs of families that have young kids and uh, to kind of orient our our work in that direction. Um, I think it's made me more sensitive having kids in church to situations that weren't they weren't that didn't give much thought to what families with kids are gonna do mm. you know like oh this isn't gonna work with our kids and um we we don't i don't think we come across that a whole lot but there are definitely times where our kids don't uh aren't, for whatever reason it's just not gonna work with yeah our, i mean with it definitely gets easier the older they get I don't know about that. Um, I think it does. They're able to do more things. They're able to participate in more ways. Yeah, that's true. Um, and they really like. I think the the best their best experiences in uh, like corporate worship services is when they're asked to participate in some way. Um, I mean, I think the the only times that they're super excited to go to a church service are like the blessing of the animals Sunday. They love that. Or uh, if they were planning in advance to be involved in some way. Sure, but they also like to see. Simon. They like to see um, people they know. Simon wanted to know where the chords were. He brought his ukulele to me this morning, and he said, where's the chords, Daddy? Because he wants to play. um, 
Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Next time we have family table. To be fair, uh, you told him he could. Yes. Um, yeah, I think he thinks having that piece of paper in front of him is going to <laughs> enable him to play that song. And, um, yeah, he needs to learn how to play chords, which is probably going to be tricky. But, um, but I mean, it's, and at family table, any given week, the one thing that Abigail is there for is when she's uh, reading something or saying something. I mean, sure, we all like to feel like we're a part of it. I mean, I think... I was very passionate about children and about kind of our theology for children, spirituality and formation and inclusion long before we had children Mm. ourselves. Yes, you were. Yeah. I don't think. Why are you laughing? Well, I just, because I I know you were and I don't think I, I, I don't think I got it on that, but on the same level um, that I do now having had the kids and yeah brought them to the service well i think what's myself, hard you know? though is when you're trying to portray those kinds of things you're trying to live into those things both for your own children and for lots of other children yeah do you know because like not every parent gets that when like in, in terms of like corporate worship time I think the biggest struggle is that we have different expectations for our kids than other people do. Yeah. Well, everyone does. Sure. I mean, every family is different, but I think, um, go ahead. You can finish. I I don't know if to. Oh, I don't know what I was going to say. Um, for There was a period of time, I think, when you worked uh, in Richland that um, we were trying to do some things to help kids to be more involved in the service and to, to stay and be able to participate in services. And um, there were often... Uh, there are often opportunities for the kids to leave the service and go out of the service. And um, I feel like uh, at that time, I just thought we just really need these kids to be a part of this service and to, for us all to just worship together across generations and all those things. And I, I think that's, I still really like that idea. Um, but what I never really realized until recently is that some parents... <laughs> just want a break for an hour and just to have like to just to know that their kids are in good hands that they're learning something or being looked after at least and that they can just have some peace (laughs) and i i think that's the thing that i just underestimated until i had some kids and now i don't feel like i'm that way most of the time i don't feel like i show up on a sunday morning at a church just thinking someone please take these kids away from me sometimes <laughs> maybe by sunday evening but um but i think I, I think there are some people who do feel that way and that's and that's so like it's it's real <laughs> like that's that's a real thing mm-hmm. that people come to church with and 
I, I think I think people especially feel like that though when they're in situations that are not particularly inclusive. Mm. You mean the service is not inclusive? Yeah, or any yeah. kind of situation. But it is hard. Like yeah, but, I think that's the thing. But also we have to remember people are coming from life and yeah. Th- that's different for everybody. And when we turn up to a service, we've most on a given Sunday morning, we've We've had a Saturday together, the four of us. I mean, not we, always. Not always, but normally, uh, you know, we've we've spent Sunday morning together, and then we're we're turning up at this church service. Whereas some people, um, uh, you know, they just don't have. Uh, I don't know. They're just. Not <laughs> what are you trying to say? I don't know. Um, just I feel like we often come into worship already at peace and some people don't sh- turn up having had a peaceful morning and they're ready for a, a bit of peace and for some people that may just mean uh, I wish somebody would take my kids off to Sunday school now well but sure I think that can have the opportunity to be the church as well yeah absolutely absolutely that's because... exactly what I'm saying I'm saying that's something I've learned yeah having had kids and been around lots of other people with kids I think the other thing is that when before we had kids we just didn't spend as much time with other people our age that had kids and like we just didn't have as many friends who were parents of young kids as we do now um and so I think you just learn. Uh, I think you also come to a place where you see the importance of other people kind of speaking into your kids' lives. Because yeah. also I think our kids don't listen to us That's absolutely as true. much as they yeah. hear yeah. sometimes what other people are saying. Yeah, that's totally true. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so anyway, to wrap it up, maybe swimming lessons. <laughs> we tried. We tried for years. Sarah's it's waving a, me off. It's Not a relevant. Very tangential it's story. Story about parenting and our children. It's the topic. It's literally what we're talking about. We're meant to be talking about parenting and ministry. Yeah, I know. But you just said that our kids don't listen to us as much and as they listen to other probably, people. That's probably true in like Sunday school and that kind of thing. And it's also true in swimming lessons. Abigail would not put her head in the water. <laughs> I'm just making a comparison. I love, I love how Don't no matter what I said in terms of maybe this story isn't relevant or necessary, that you when still the, have to get it out there. swimming teacher. <laughs> You're still pushing for this story. Look, on Mondays. <laughs> oh, my um, gosh. Are we have another topic? I'm are we done with that? that? <laughs> I think it's time. Um... I, I mean, wrapping it all up. Wrap Parenting up. and ministry. Put a nice on that one for us. I think we see it as a gift that those two things get to go hand in hand, but also recognize that it is hard, and oftentimes those two things don't always look the way that maybe you always want it to, and um, and, and yet we do see the ways in which one most of the time adds to the other. I mean, there are times that's not the case. But. Sure. Yeah. Uh, nice. I'm just looking for where where our question is. 
Uh, it was open, and now it's gone. Oh, it's back. How'd you do that? Okay. So we have a question. Um, we've, we asked some people for some questions, and they asked us questions. Um, and uh, this one's probably going to take even longer. Maybe this should have been the main topic of our... <laughs> Listen, it's almost 10 o'clock. We won't go on too much longer here. Um, <clears throat> somebody asked us uh, if we could talk about what is church to us these days. What is church to you these days, and does that differ from when you arrived? So what does church look like for us right now? And maybe just how has that changed? I'm not exactly sure what the question is well, asking. Well, I copied like... and pasted it from an email, so <clears throat> okay. I, I don't remember who asked that. Okay. I, I could guess, but there's <clears throat> kind of no point. Like, what does it mean to be the church these days? What is church what is... to you these days? I don't know. <laughs> I made sense at the time. Um, I can talk about what we do. <laughs> so, that was... A very expressive no from Sarah. I don't. I won't talk about what we do on Sunday mornings. Uh, what? Well, when I heard the question, I was thinking about like what is church to us these days, mm. and does it differ when you first arrive? I, I'm thinking about like a church in our community. All right. What is what is church in our community? What does it mean for us, particularly, but also just big picture um i mean i don't think we had a big when we first arrived i don't think we had a very good understanding of what the church was in this particular place um i think um, hmm uh, one thing I do see as a gift for our kids is that um, because they have experienced and get to experience um, a bigger picture of the church than I think most kids their age see, that they have a bigger understanding of what it means to be the church, to be part of the church. Um, and I, I mean, I see that as a gift. <clears throat> they, I mean, they know people and have experienced like lots of different st types of services and mm. different kinds of um, expressions of like what what does it mean to be what does this look like as the church? Um, and I think we're constantly trying to open like to share with them like this is the church and this is the church like mm. we are all the church yeah. um together mm. and and i think that's important for them to kind of see and understand yeah i think uh it, it, if nothing else we're um we're definitely practicing understanding the church in lots of different layers uh there's yeah. our like very close community of friends which is like our church but then there's also four or five other churches in wicklow that we uh join with for worship or for something and then there's also our 
wider church family, which they get to see when we're in the States and we're at just a really random church that we've never been to before. And they get the sense. And when we go to places like Scotland where like this is also the church and this is part of our church and this is like the biggest like yeah well i think uh, church to us these days though especially i think is family hmm. i mean th- i think being in a place that is not your home and yeah i mean we kind of operate here somewhat in wicklow at least um somewhat on our own Mm. and so i mean i think the church is our family yeah it's also i think a a rhythm of our lives Mm. yeah which i think is important for for all of us Mm. um you know it's a way to tell time and um it definitely has a rhythm to what it looks like and yeah, I think and, that's important and not just in and not just in terms of weeks um, and days but also throughout the year and um, seasons yeah. and that's that's one thing that's really been interesting I think living in a community that is um, that has been kind of uh, organized around the church for centuries and centuries mm. So much a part of what happens in daily life in Ireland um, is affected by the church year. Like, it's Lent right now. And oh, yeah. Like, like I was at the wholesale uh, the store shop. today. Yeah. And I saw someone I knew, somebody who is not um, regularly, like, a, a part of a faith community. And I was getting ready to leave, and she said, are you doing Lent this year? <laughs> and I was like... Yeah, and she had a box of chocolates in her hand, and she was like, "Are you doing Lent this year?" And like, she was gonna give me this box of chocolates if I said no. <laughs> and good. I was like, "I yeah, I am Lent. participating in Lent, but I I didn't didn't give up chocolate. I didn't give up chocolate. Lent is and just <laughs> the the forty days when we don't eat chocolate in Ireland. It yeah, it really sweet. is. Um, yeah." <clears throat> I just That's thought it funny. was so funny. It was like, are, yeah. are you doing Lent this year? <laughs> but a lot That's of great. our, I mean, it, but yeah, I, was, I mean, it goes to show you, I think, how it is just, a part of people's uh, lives. I mean, it's a way that yeah. people's lives have been ordered. I was saying to Sarah yesterday that the only we were was it yesterday? What's today? Monday? Yeah, we were driving through the town, and it was halftime of the. Um, this is a story you should probably be flagging me off. <laughs> you don't need to tell this one. I'm really were you interested in the car? You in the about car. how it, was, it, it was, We were on our way to family table, and it was halftime of the rugby match. And you yeah. could see that there were people who had, at halftime, run to the liquor store to r- refill on supplies. And Sarah said, oh, I didn't realize that, that the sh- those stores would be open on Sundays. And I, I was telling her, the only day of the year that you can't sell alcohol is on Good Friday. Good Friday is just you don't. Buy I don't think that's day. true anymore. The Good Friday thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think they might have changed it this just past this year. last year, I think. Something like that, but for a long time anyway. Pubs are all closed on Good Friday. Good Friday was the one day out of the year. And I'm not sure that says a lot about what church is. To no, you what are we talking about today? We're talking about. 
What no, is... we're talking about how our community is organized around the church year and in, in a lot of ways like that. And now, of course, you, as you just pointed out, that's no longer the case. But I think something... We have two weeks of holidays coming up that are organized around Easter. It's Holy Week. We have that whole week off, and then we have Easter Monday as a bank holiday, and then we have that whole next week off. And that's, It's not because people are, like... Religious. Celebrating. No. But it is organized, and it maybe is left over from another era. Yeah, when that, I think so. When it was more important. But what I'm saying is it's interesting living in a place where things are really organized around the church calendar. And, I mean, those are things that are important to us in a different way, and it's interesting that those things line up. That's all I'm saying. In terms of, like, being the church in this place, I think when we first arrived, I thought... Like, we'll be here for a little bit. We'll figure out what it means to be the church, and we'll just do that thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, we'll have arrived. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that, like, what I have learned is that it is constantly, like, shifting and changing. Not constantly. I mean, that's not the right word. But that we have to be willing to kind of listen and shift and change and try and then I think also I think something Mm. I'm not very good at but something I think we have to do is to try something Mm. and maybe it will work love a bit of failure you do yeah I hate I know you're not as big a fan uh there's no part of me that has any fandom Uh, when it comes to failure all right well (laughs) you've obviously just never failed big (laughs) enough yeah or never noticed hey we're in the middle of failing right now (laughs) I love how funny you think that is. <laughs> it's it's funny because, um, yeah, it bothers you more than it bothers me. I don't know. But I think what I'm no, trying we've to say done is... things that didn't work. And well, but even there things. are some things, though, that you try for a while and they do work. And then they don't and anymore. They don't. Yeah. And I think you have to be okay with that and not... I yeah. mean, maybe that there is sometimes where those failures are grief, is grieving... Um, but I think part of being the church in this place is being willing to try something new and maybe it works and maybe it doesn't, Mm. but you put yourself out there Yeah. because I think something about the church in, in, at least in Wicklow town is it doesn't change. (laughs) Like it is very much, and any changes that do happen are very minute mm, superficial and very slow like i mean they're just not as far as i can see i would say in like the six years we've been here there's not a lot of changes that have happened i mean there's some yeah uh i don't know if that's uniquely irish or um or what but um it is very much a place that is slow to change um, yeah. Yeah, in every way. Like, well, and as much as change. people would be frustrated with the church, um, kind of little C, the church overall, they also would be very skeptical of a church that looked any different. <laughs> you know? Maybe, yeah. But I think, like, something that I have learned about what it means to be the church these days in this place is that it is slow. It requires trying something new and 
maybe it works and maybe it doesn't and maybe you have to start over I mean I think to, in some aspect there is this kind of continually being willing to start again mm. yeah well and I think there's also a sense in which we continue to try things that haven't worked in the past hoping that you know this time it could be different I mean yeah I think it's that, a real tension in my mind, like mm-hmm. I think a lot about this tension and balance between trying something different and new and being patient. Yeah. You know, exactly. and I feel like yeah. I'm I'm constantly thinking in my mind, like, is is this done? Do I need to continue to be patient? Do I need to try to do this differently? Mm. Um I definitely think that being the church in this place um, requires, you know, being willing to ask those kinds of questions. Um, mm. And I, I mean, I think being the church in these days, I think no matter where you are, really, and I don't think this is different from when we arrived, is that, like, from the very beginning, we realized that the church, being the church in this place for us, was going to be a, a church that went to where people were at. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I think we've continued to live into that throughout our entire time here, that we are kind of listening and looking and trying to to be where people are and um, to be part of that. And, I mean, to notice the ways in which... Um, God is present mm. already. Yeah. And is calling us to be present, you know. Mm. I, I mean, I think we're asking ourselves, you know, like what does it mean to to be people who love God and who walk with God and who um, work for justice and who, you know, see people that other people don't see who notice um, the people who are on the edges. I don't think that's changed since we got here. I just think that we've had an opportunity maybe to, we see Mm. more because we've been here longer. I think the people who are on the, the edges, those kind of marginalized people in our town, that has changed. Uh, just who those people are and people come and go from the town people come and go from our lives um, yeah that has changed that has uh, changed yeah well yeah. And, and I mean the people that we primarily minister with now are different than they were even two years ago yeah absolutely yeah which is mm. hard Sometimes I feel like I just heard footsteps. <laughs> you mean from upstairs? Yeah. Is it uh, the children? Is it the children or is it the mice? Oh, it's not the mice. Look, we've been sitting here this whole time. There hasn't been a single mouse. We've been having a mouse problem. <laughs> this is probably a good place to wrap up if we're talking about mice. No, I don't think it was the kids. It's very windy outside. Mm. Alrighty, folks. Uh, well, you've made it. If you're still listening at this stage, <laughs> Lord bless.
us yet. You've made it through another podcast uh, with the Voights in real life. Um, yep. Uh, tune in again next week uh, where we're going to be talking about different things. We were going to, we talked about ending with a, a blessing. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Bless us. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may lead you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Alright. Bye everybody. Oh, who turned the Ooh. metronome on? Turn that off. That must have been you. I, I don't think it was me. We got, a, we, got a, <laughs> we got a toe cramp. We got a hot mic. <laughs> we got a real podcast situation here. You got to get closer. What do you mean? I'm going to just move it Your closer. mouth is not My mouth is louder than your mouth. <laughs>